Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, July 4th, 2022. Happy 4th of July, everybody. And if you, like me, and I know most of the listeners of this podcast do live in Idaho, then get ready for one of the best days of the entire year. This is one of the days where you know it's not just great to be an American, it's great to be an Idahoan. And so I hope you have a great time celebrating today, maybe enjoying some time off of work, but we want to still enjoy some time digging into God's Word together. But even it's interesting as you think about the 4th of July, the day uh, of the Declaration of Independence, as you fast forward the story a little bit into the Revolutionary War, you end up at this important event known as the Battle of Yorktown, kind of the, the big decisive final ending battle of the Revolutionary War where George Washington and his armies defeat the British in such a way that the war is over. And as the the British left that battlefield, the legend goes that they they played a song where the, the main lyric was, the world turned upside down. That's the song the British were singing. Maybe you can understand where that was coming from, right? This upstart group of colonists has now won. It feels like the world has turned upside down. Do you know where the lyrics to that song came from? The world turned upside down? It comes from Acts 17. Acts 17. And that's what we're reading today on the 4th of July. And as you remember uh, the American Revolution, you celebrate our independence. I I hope you are are stirred in your heart to pray for another kind of revolution, to pray for the world to be turned upside down again, and not necessarily in the way it was in the Revolutionary War, but the way it was in the book of Acts, that we would have a hunger today uh, for God. God to do something. Let's look at where we see these words in uh, the book of Acts. So it starts, we we just read the book of Galatians. Remember, we're we're pausing as we go through the book of Acts, where we think some of these letters were written to read them. And so we're we're still somewhat early in Paul's ministry. He's on what we would call his second missionary journey right now. He just went through the whole experience in Philippi, where he's arrested. They sing at midnight and the doors of the jail are open and now they're leaving Philippi and they're continuing south and now in what would be modern day Greece and they come uh, to this city called Thessalonica which that name might ring a bell to you because there's two books in the Bible referred to as first and second Thessalonians those were written to the church in this city we'll actually be reading one of them real soon because it seems that Paul wrote it not long after he was there but as they come to Thessalonica Paul he goes and this is apparently what he did he would start in the synagogues on the Sabbath days and he would reason with them from the scriptures and try to show them that Jesus was the Messiah so even in verse 3 explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ again you could put in there the Messiah to suffer and to rise from the dead and saying this Jesus who I proclaim to you is the Christ 
So again, Christ is not Jesus's last name. He is trying to prove Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. And some people are persuaded. But as we often see, Paul and his partner, in this case, Silas, they come into town, they preach the gospel, people respond. Well, some of the current leaders in the religious system, they don't like that because they get jealous. And so it says that some of these jealous Jews, they form a mob and they attack this house and they drag this guy named Jason and some other Christians before the city authorities. And look at what they say to the city authorities in Acts 17, 6. These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. So they're they're accusing these men of turning the world upside down. This is one of my favorite verses in the book of Acts. Uh, Because if you go back to chapter 1, and and even um, if... If you've, you know, we've lost some track or we've been going in and out of the book of Acts here. So it's good to refresh our minds as to where we have been. And if you go back to Acts chapter one in verse 15, it says, in those days, Peter stood up among the brothers and the company of persons was in all about 120. So when the book of Acts starts, you've got this small group. That's centered mostly in Jerusalem. There's about 120 of them there. That's not that many people. We're going to have more people uh, listen to this podcast today than we're we're there. If we all uh, gathered together, there'd be more than 120 of us. We would be a bigger group. And now, in just the space of these 17 chapters, it's gone from 120 people in a room together all the way now to in foreign cities all over the ancient known world, and they are being accused of turning the world upside down. Do you want to see God do a new work where he turns the world upside down? We might not be 120 people in a room, but we're a couple hundred people listening to a podcast. Do we want to see God use us in a way where where people might say, hey, these people are turning the world upside down? And that's where I think it'd be good for us today to re- reflect on what are some of the ways that that happened? And what are the, some of the things that you should pray for this 4th of July, this Independence Day, for to see God use you and use us to start a new revolution, a spiritual revolution, that someday somebody might accuse us of turning the world upside down. Well, I think we need to pray that God would fill us with faith uh, I think that's something we see all throughout Acts. These people, they, they lived lives of faith. It's shown even in their generosity. It's shown in, in Paul and his willingness to take risks uh, in his missionary journeys and to endure suffering and persecution. Uh, we need to pray that God would fill us with his spirit. I mean, you cannot get away uh, from the book of Acts being... Uh, focused on the the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, starting in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit comes, and even back in uh, Acts chapter 1, Jesus tells his disciples that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Well, guess what? You've got the Holy Spirit if you're a Christian. So we, we need to be people who are filled with the Spirit, and that's where it helps that we just read a couple days ago Galatians 5. We need to 
be people who seek to walk in step with the Spirit, who are filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Those are going to be the people that God uses. That's where the power is going to come from. We need to pray that God would fill us also with boldness. With boldness. We, we see a boldness to share the gospel. That's how they turn the world upside down. And later in Acts chapter 17, you, you see an example of Paul sharing the gospel. And I'd encourage you to, to study that and notice, uh, you know, gospel presentations aren't always identical because I think gospel presentations should account for, well, who am I sharing to? Who's listening to me? How can I connect the gospel message with them? But I would encourage you to look through and see all the key components of the gospel here in what he says and identify those things as you read it. But that's what we need. We need a boldness to evangelize. We also need to ask God to fill us with prayer. We, we see throughout the book of Acts, the church was committed to prayer and nothing, I am convinced, nothing productive spiritually is going to happen. There will be no spiritual revolution without a revolution in prayer for us in our own lives. So as you read Acts 17 on this 4th of July and you reflect on the American Revolution and how that turned the world upside down, well, look at what the early church was doing and cry out to God that he would do a work like that. Cry out to God saying, would you do this again? Would you fill us with faith? Would you fill us with your spirit? Would you fill us with boldness? Would you fill us with prayer? And would you use us? We see some other things we might need for this as we consider our Old Testament reading. Uh, First, we read in 1 Chronicles 22, and we start to see now a record of David preparing for the construction of the temple. And you see even some instruction that David gives to his son Solomon. And we see that Solomon didn't really just do this all by himself, although he is the one, and it will be referred to even throughout history as Solomon's temple. David laid the groundwork in a great way. But even uh, he encourages his son, just listen to some of the things that David encourages his son in verse 12, only may the Lord grant you discretion and understanding that when he gives you charge over Israel, you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will prosper if you are careful to observe the statutes and the rules that the Lord commanded Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Fear not, do not be dismayed. That's the kind of people we need to be if we're going to have an impact and turn the world upside down. We want to be people who keep God's law, who seek to observe what God has taught us and to do so with strength and courage and and no fear. And and we can have no fear because we know who our king is. Uh, Today we look at Psalm 30, uh, which is just an incredible psalm of praise There's a beautiful expression in there of God's anger is for a moment, but his favor extends for a lifetime and how he drew us out. But then we also read Psalms 108, 109, and 110. And as you look at these Psalms, I want to focus mostly on 110, but you see just a song of praise in Psalm 108. You see a prayer for deliverance against enemies in Psalm 109. But in Psalm 110, this is Again, one of the most famous messianic psalms. And there we read that the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. 
And again, that this is referring to the Christ, the Messiah. I wonder if Psalm 110 might have been one of the passages that Paul would go to in the synagogues to point people to Jesus being the Christ. And it says there, the Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings on the day of his wrath. He will execute justice among the nations, filling them with corpses. He will shatter chiefs over the wide earth. He will drink from the brook by the way, therefore he will lift up his head. And as we consider those, we are reminded King Jesus is coming back. He will win. There's another revolutionary war being waged right now, and it's by the world against the Lord and against his anointed. Right, The world wants to be free, independent from the chains of what they view as chains of God and his law and his way. Well, that war they are going to lose. King Jesus will return and he will win. So we want to focus on him. We want to declare our allegiance to him. We want to be bold, strong, and courageous for him. And I'm praying that God uses us to make a difference in the world where someone might accuse us and say, hey, look, because of those people, the world turned upside down. And we know it's not really the result of any people. It's the result of God and his spirit. So let's call out to him this 4th of July together. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.